American dream is not dead. Listen to Neil and Jeff share their leadership experiences through a new kind of leadership podcast. This is The American Hustle. I'm leveled up. And this is my world. Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever, however you are joining us. This is the American Hustle, where we believe the American dream is not dead. My name is Neil. <laughs> I was it. I was. I was throwing. I was. I was alley ooping. I was throwing oh, you the ball. All right. Well, no, I. You know, I can. I can keep going if you'd like. No, I just. I. You've, you've never. I, I tossed you the ball that early. You did. It's. It really threw me off. Well, I know. See? I was. I was here to keep I you was, on your. Toes. I wasn't ready to improvise, adapt, and overcome in that situation. I was, I was ready to throw you on your toes. You yeah, know? I guess. So um, I'm Jeff, the producer of the podcast. Uh, this episode, we're going to talk about smart goals, smart rocks, and we're going to explain what that is. Uh, before we get to that, though, give us a, a five-star like. Uh, make sure you subscribe, ring that bell, and and just follow along. Yeah, awesome. It's a, Today's topic is going to be one that, that I know that I personally uh, would like to do better with. I was introduced to the concept I don't know if it was quite a, a decade ago. I'm not sure if we have the history on on where or how the uh, smart goals came from, as far as kind of who's credited with the the or the origination, origination, origin origin story. So, I don't know what word I'm trying to say there. I I don't know factually where it started. I know there's been many variations to it. I know Stephen Covey is one of the ones that's sure. attributed with uh, using it a lot in his books and his teaching. Sure. So, uh, again, not sure where it came from. Yeah. I, I learned it best from the Stephen Covey uh, principles that he okay. teaches. Yeah, I know. I was introduced to it at a uh, small business think tank. Um, I don't want to say event, but it was... Uh, a workshop, if you will. It was a group of small business owners, diverse experience. It was, it was a great networking group, if you will. And yeah. we would get together, you know, once a month, once every six weeks or so. And, uh, you know, the, it would be a touch base. And then you would work through different tools, right? And so I think that's so valuable is to say what tools actually exist for us. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and this was one of them that I was introduced to. And I was like, man, that is fantastic um but you know much like any tools you have to exert the discipline to utilize them create habit right mm -hmm. to make them part of your process and it's uh 21 days of consistency to make a habit seven days to break it sure so it's so easy to fall out of love and in, in some of these good tools and oh yeah we just we we rationalize and we get uh uh, you know, complacent in our processes. And we're, man, I just wish we could have done that. Could have held up with it. I, I think the biggest reason people struggle with this tool is because it takes time to plan. Yes. It takes time to sit down and go through and assess. And when you're already crunched for time and you're already under pressure, that seems like a waste of your efforts. Yes. In reality, it's quite the opposite. Taking that time to sharpen your axe, as we've talked I, about. I can't help but think that in that in the back of my brain, you yep. know? Yep. And it just, it'll actually make you more efficient and allow you to get through more of those high priority tasks. And that's what we're going to talk about here. Yeah. And and I, I spent a couple seconds to, to reiterate if this is 
early on in you joining us, uh, the concept that that Jeffrey just produced is the the idea of sharpening your axe. Uh, was that was attributed to like a Lincoln type yes. quote, right? Yes. And so um, it was early on in one of our. It was in our first ten episodes, I would say. Yes. So if you if you're unfamiliar, you might want to go back find that. I think it was it's in a, the first five, honestly. Yeah, I think that was probably right. Uh, it was definitely a concept that has been impactful for me, uh, in, under the pretense that it's a validating uh, quote, right? And yeah. this idea that we have to, you know prepare ourselves right and not just the actual physical task of of doing something or sitting down and performing these smart goals which you know is going to be valuable but in the actual task of preparation right thinking through and the quote is you know something to the effect of uh if you have six hours uh, i'll spend you know four hours four hours sharpening and two hours cutting Versus six hours, you know, cutting a tree with a with a bludgeoning bludgeoning a tree with a dull axe, right. right? And how often in life do we just bludgeon through things? Um, and so that's what Jeffrey was referencing there. And smart goals, I think, is valuable because it is the process of sharpening our axe, whatever our practice might be, whether we're trying to grow a committee or uh, make soap in our kitchen turn into a, a, a business or just build community, uh, SMART goals is a tool that would be valuable for, for arguably anybody. Yep. And, and before we even get into the tool itself, I wanted to talk about just prioritizing task and understanding that because you need to understand your task before you get to the tool to use it. Mm. Uh, and, and with that, you have the big rocks, then you have pebbles and you have sand. Sure. You have to identify your big rocks. What are your, your high critical priority tasks? What is going to take your most effort to focus in and make sure you get those tasks done? Mm-hmm. And those are your big rocks. Identify right. those early. Next, you have to identify the the more meaning, uh, less meaningful tasks, but still important. Okay. And those would be your pebbles. You know, it's important you get these done, but you have to make sure you're getting those big rocks done before you worry about those little pebbles. Sure. And the the final thing would be the sand and with the sand, it's it's kind of one of those things where it's very easily you could delegate that out. It's it's not hypercritical that it's done immediately. It does not need all of the focus in the world. Um, it it's the concept of it is based on the jar theory, and we we've talked yes. about that before. Yes. Where if you fill the jar with all the sand, all the little little tasks that really don't need all your attention. Fill that jar up with sand. You don't have any room left for the pebbles. You don't have any room left for the big rocks. Yes. But if you start with your big rocks, your big task, fill the jar with those first. You're going to have time for the pebbles, the, the little, the lesser task. And if you fill that up next, then you still have room for the sand, some of those tasks that you delegated out. And maybe that's just overseeing and checking in and following up, not actually doing those tasks. Sure, sure. Yeah, and it's a, the... There's so many analogies that we could draw from just on rocks, pebbles, and sand, honestly. Oh, yeah. You know, because in theory, uh, in my mind, A, the big rocks are easy to identify, but they're harder to move. Yes. The sand is a little bit of almost easy come, easy go, right? Uh, the sand may actually be more pleasurable and enjoyable. Yes. Uh, 
and the rock is more arduous and, and, you know, heavy lifting and, uh, up dragging a boulder up a hill, you know, analogy. So correct. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things. Uh, well, and if you think about with sand, uh, just a grain of sand versus a, a rock, you can move handfuls of sand at a time without any trouble mm -hmm. versus a big rock. You mm -hmm. might not be able to move easily. You may take a lot of force. Sure. So having that focus and going, well, hey, I can get a lot of these little tasks done in the time that I would move one big rock is kind of backwards thinking because now you're going to be filling your jar with all that sand and you're not going to have time to move that big rock. Yeah. And how often as business owners, I mean, it's certainly one of the things that I've been exposed to. And uh, I'm going to use the term and I, I uh, you know, excuse me if I offend anybody in the process, but hustle porn, mm -hmm. right? This idea that it's actually uh, a bit of a, a toxic mentality to, to talk about how busy you are, right? right? And this idea that you're just, you're just kind of running in circles and <clears throat> somehow we're going to kind of champion that as an ideal interaction. Right. How often in business are we, you know, scooping up handfuls of sand and talking about how busy we are? Meanwhile, that big rock over there is being left unaddressed. Correct. Whereas if we would spend some time and kind of conceptualize and plan accordingly, we could get that big rock moved. And then all, arguably all the sand could kind of fill in around it. Yep. Right. Uh, it's super, super important stuff because I know factually it's one of my weaknesses and all too often sometimes i focus too much on the big rocks and i never actually move the sand then correct equally right yep. so that's a big it's a balancing act as everything we always talk about balance everything is in balance uh sure now the next thing with that too is a lot of people will talk about the snowball effect yes and that's a whole nother concept we'll talk about eventually with finances but the snowball effect does have a place in this as well 100%. The problem is you have to make sure that that snowball is allowing you to move the big rocks. 100%. If you're doing a bunch of little tasks to move that big rock, then you're doing the right goals. If you're just doing a bunch of little tasks because they're easy and they're just there, you're not actually addressing the big rock. You're still not taking care of it. I, I, I think that that is a really valuable point for somebody who's listening to us going, yeah, but if I just do a little task A, then little task B, then it gets into a little, a little bigger task C, and now all of a sudden task D becomes more tangible. Uh, that's still very relevant. Yes. But we also have to be able to say, because um, that's the compound effect, yes. right? And I want to, I want to finish that thought through. And I believe that I personally excel at the compound effect. That's one that I have reasonably been able to build. Uh, you know, our company on is is compounding uh, tasks and compounding finances, and and just being able to do rolling one task or finance into the next. Correct. Uh, with that said. As just as valuable as that concept is, the concept of the big rocks in the sand, I also find that society, A, we glorify lots of sand moving, mm -hmm. right? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm so busy doing all these things. I've got so many emails. I'm so important because I've done all of this trivial stuff, trivial malarkey, yep. right? Um, and then we have these big rocks that we're... we're leaving unaddressed because we think we're going to compound into them, right? We think, oh, well, if we do these 14 little tasks, well, I got to be honest, there's 14 little tasks, another 14 little tasks are going to pop up. Yes. And you're still not going to have addressed that big one. And I'm just going to point it out. The thing that we're both skipping right now is we're not talking about those pebbles. 
Yeah. We're leaving out the pebbles. Oh, no, we're the totally not even addressing the pebbles. Now, guess what? You go to move a big rock and there's a pebble underneath of it, and you're not going to roll it. Yeah. So it's important that when you're looking at your big rocks, your big goals, that you identify three or four small rocks that need to move as part of that. Mm. Again, it's a, it's moving yourself forward towards that big rock, mm-hmm. but not wasting all your time in the sand. Yeah, interesting. Well, uh, analogies aside, we should get into uh, what these, what these, what is the prioritizing our task and what are SMART goals? So a SMART goal, uh, there's different variations out there. The most common one is specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, time-bound. Uh, I personally don't care for the time-bound term. I prefer trackable. Mm-hmm. It's still related to time. You have to understand it's always related to time. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that I have heard it uh, just time or trackable. Yep. Um, I've heard it, I, like you said, there's a number of different words that could kind of be interchangeable here. Correct. Um, so what's very important is when you're sitting down with your goals, the very first thing you have to do is create a specific goal, not just, oh, within the next week, I kind of want to be able to do this, or I'd, I'd like to be able to take a vacation down to, uh, Disney world. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, if you want to take a vacation to Disney world, what's your specific goal? Are you trying to go there to ride a specific ride? Are you trying to do this? You trying to, you know, what, what is your specific goal? goal Hmm. from there you need to make it measurable what are you doing to reach that goal and how can you measure that success sure um you know are you are you trying to save up uh ten thousand dollars for your vacation i mean that's a gross overstatement but you're trying to save save up ten thousand dollars well the measurement is how much are you saving each week sure you know uh the next is it attainable is $10,000 something you can actually save up for, for a vacation? Absolutely. Right. I mean, you could be, of course, newspapers aren't going, <laughs> aren't really the, around anymore, but if you're a newspaper boy and you know, you're 14 and you don't even have the ability to make $10,000. Right. Yeah. That's not an attainable goal. <clears throat> Correct. Next. Is it relevant? Is it relevant to you, to your progress, to your goal? Um, so if you're looking at I want to save $10,000 to go to Disney World. Is $10,000 actually relevant to going to Disney World? Does it, is it going to cost you $10,000? Sure. Is, sure. that, is that a smart goal? Uh, and then the final is the, the time-bound, the trackable. When is your vacation? And you have to track it by that. So the other thing, uh, it's often used in sales. So a weekly smart goal would be, well, I want to sell six cars this sure. week. Right. Well, that's a specific goal. You have a specific number of cars. Right. It's measurable. You you can count how many cars you sell through the week. Right, right. Uh, it's attainable if you're in a market where six cars a week makes sense. Sure, if it if it is right, you might. If you're in a, you know, out in the sticks and you've only got three cars on your lot and you don't know that you're going to get any more in, you're not going to be able to sell six. Now, the biggest thing with the attainable part is it's important to remember that just because it's attainable doesn't mean it should be slightly out of reach. Mm-hmm. You always want it to be just slightly slightly above what you think you can get. Sure. So that in that analogy, my thing would be four cars, right? So if I was saying you're out in the middle of the sticks and you got three cars on your lot, then you have to sell, you have to hawk two or three, uh, you know, one or two, excuse me, so that you can pick up a car or one of your deals in the beginning has to be a trade-in yeah. where 
you know, and now all of a sudden I can sell four cars, even though I've only got three on my lot. Correct. Right. And that's, I think what, uh, you're talking about is just a hair beyond what seems reasonable as far as your reach yep. to say, I'm going to sell three cars. I've got three cars on my lot. That's cool. But if you really are looking with a growth mindset, I'm going to do four cars. I don't know where my fourth car is coming from, Yep. but I'm going to do four cars in the next seven to 10 days or whatever it might and, be. And the flip side of that is, okay, well, I know that every week I regularly sell six cars or I regularly sell four cars. I know I can do that. Sure. Well, let's push it up. Uh, now I want to sell seven cars this week sure. or I want to sell eight cars this week. You know, mm -hmm. push yourself a little bit. You're not always going to meet your goals, but you should always have goals. You want to reach, well, what's the old analogy? Reach for the stars, you may land on the moon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, versus... Uh... You know, reaching for the clouds and falling back to earth. Right, right. There's a, there's a, there's a couple different versions. I always love that. I'm, I'm always reaching for the way far out there. Yeah. You know. Um. Now, you also don't want to put the goal. So, okay. Well, I normally sell six cars a week. Uh, I've got. I'm gonna double I, it all. Of yeah, side. I'm not gonna do twelve cars and think that that's a realistic uh, attainable goal. It's not. Right. It has to be something that you could possibly do with a lot of work. Yes. Um, the next would be relevancy. Um, you know, well, I'm going to sell 10 cars, but you only have three on the lot. Is that a relevant goal? Are you really going to sell 10 cars when you only have three on the lot? Sure. I mean, I, <clears throat> I also think I, I had an interesting interaction on, and I think if we unpack relevant here. Um, we might, uh, I might, I want, might want to circle back to relevancy because, uh, I did have an interaction with a customer over the weekend. It's got my, my juices flowing, you know, and, it was interesting. They were angry for for us, uh, you know, and I thought, well, that's interesting. I never thought it – I thought it was relevant all along, right? And and it ended up not being. So as we unpack these words a little more specifically, um, I'll, I'll share that. But I'll let you finish up time-bound and trackable here. So the time-bound trackable and that same using the car sales analogy would be you've set that time of in, the ne in this week I want to do that or the sure. next 10 days. And that, that time has to be trackable. At the end of, you know, your first day, hey, where did I reach? What what did I do? Where's your measurements? Sure. How much time do I have left? Yes. And you keep breaking that down every day. And then before you start the day, you look at your goals. Where am I at? What's it going to take to make sure I stay on track for that time, time bound or trackable part of this smart sure. goal? Sure, 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 sure. Well, let's go back to uh, specific, yeah. right? And let's try and spend a couple, you know, a couple minutes each, if you will, and unpack those words again, just because I want to make sure that our listeners really get uh, the concepts reinforced. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of keep saying it over and over again, and how we uh, how we have it smart, which is specific, S M measurable, A attainable, R relevant, and T trackable and i'm just going to use your term trackable because it's a little easier than time bound but is, yes. it, is it a measurement of time correct right? um i think i've heard it as timeliness as well uh, yeah timeliness you know? there's I, I honestly that's the most changed word out of all of them yeah yeah it's just people can't seem to agree on that you yeah. know so again specific measurable attainable relevant and trackable so trackable time we could be a, we could be very illiterate in there our process right 
So specific, right? And and those of you who are sitting down and uh, I like Jeffrey's uh, concept of the car salesman, but it could be applicable to a committee that's trying to grow uh, a community center or, Absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, a food uh, bank of some sort. So you have to, to sit down and, and be very, very specific. This is the the sharp edge of the axe in my opinion i agree right. and in addition to that you know you mentioned about growing a committee it could be used in sales it could be used in your own home whether it be remodeling a, a room whether it be uh planning a family vacation whether it be any anything that's home related you can make this work for you mm -hmm. um maybe it's figuring out chores with the family you can set a smart goal for establishing a, a process that works in your household. Yes. Yeah. And so the the idea of being very specific or intentional would be the other word that I would say. Yes. Is that you're you're looking forward to saying this is uh, something that needs accomplished or addressed, and we're we're going to pinpoint it. Right. It's not going to be so broad and sweeping. Right. That's the the goal of smart goals or smart rocks mm -hmm. is to ensure that we are identifying succinctly a task or an activity or a challenge, something, you know, immediately at hand. Yep. Right. And so, you know, again, as a car salesman, you might be saying, hey, or sales, it might be, I'm going to do gross dollars. It might be, I'm going to sell so many vehicles or so many bars of soap. Uh, it could be, I'm going to ensure that we're going to get uh, every customer called back this this week, right? If they yep. do, a, we call a point of contact. If they do a customer point of contact, we're going to make sure that we get back with every customer. Correct. And it could be something as as kind of simple as that, right? And and to say, hey, I think that we have a little bit of a weakness in how we're we're operating. Um, and so these smart goals can be applied to multiple aspects uh, of both your business or your community program or of your household, mm -hmm. right? And so the idea is to be in line with your mission or vision, uh, specifically as far as uh, your business or your household or whatever it is, and be succinct. Don't don't do broad, sweeping, open ended, uh, you know, goals or tasks, but be succinct in something to say, this is how we're going to address our business or activity this week. And this is how I'm, this is what I see as a, a piece I can work on. Yes. Okay. So that seems like that's specific, right? Yep. And I liked your, your analogies of the car salesman. I think that people can really wrap their brain around the, the six cars and the four cars and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Measurable, pretty simple in the sense of, did I sell the cars or did I not sell the cars? Yeah. Right. Um, because ultimately once we create a broader smart goal like this, and let's say we don't reach it, then you can actually use this tool again and break it down even further. Correct. Right. Cause if you end up not selling the six cars, you say, why didn't I sell the six cars? Right. Maybe you didn't get back to all of the customer uh, point of contacts. Maybe, maybe somebody called in and the day just drug on and you you got caught up going to the family barbecue and you just didn't call back to somebody. Yep. You made that choice at the end of the day, mm -hmm. right? But you also didn't, you didn't uh, achieve your smart goal. Right. Right. So, so we have this measurable equally goes for the household. Uh, if we have chores that the kids are going to do, you know, 
did they not do X, Y, and Z task because they were too distracted? Mm -hmm. Okay, what were they distracted with? Um, or, and then you can work to help them better manage that distraction. Correct. And the same goes for a committee that is trying to grow their, you know, their event planning, right? Maybe they're, you're an event center and say, okay, we're not getting enough rentals of our event center. Okay. Well, why is that? Do we, is our sign is not appropriate? Is we, do we not have a social media page? Right. You know, what are some measurable goals to say, Hey, we need to get our events that are booked out more often and then attainable. Mm -hmm. I love it. Right. Is it going to happen or not? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really attainable. Can and it's, it, it's back to the edge of discomfort, the yes. conversation, edge of discomfort. You want to push yourself to make it just beyond what is realistically attainable. Yes. Just beyond, because you want to still be able to push yourself and try to go that extra step, that extra mile. Yes. From an athletic standpoint, uh, as a person lifting weights, you want to get that one more rep. That's right. You want to hold that, 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 you know, uh, kinesthetic pose for, you know, 10 more seconds. You want to, you know, if you're an athlete, you want to take the one or two more steps in the forward, you know, forward progress to your goal line or to your basket or to your net or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. The idea is that that actually crosses over to our compounding experience. If I can just do one more thing that is very specific, very intentional. I, personally struggled in the early years because I actually had kind of a negative experience with doing one more thing, taking one more step, doing one more rep, because it became very, very consuming. Mm -hmm. I believed that if I could just lift one more rock, then that would be the difference between, excuse me, whether we made it or not, right? And so the issue is I was constantly trying to lift these big rocks from our rocks, pebbles, and, and sand. And it you forgot was, about the pebbles. I forgot about the pebbles, yep. right? And I was aware of the sand, and I was so busy lifting rocks that I actually wasn't able to appropriately address pebbles and sand. Yep. Right? And the issue is, I mean, again, those analogies, there's a lot of analogies we can build up there. Uh, eventually, you just have a big giant pile of, of rocks. Yep. And you, you the sand keeps coming, the sand keeps pouring in, the pebbles keep rolling downhill, um, and you're just lifting big rocks constantly, you're not actually creating a diverse growth-oriented process. Correct. You know? And so the idea of, you know, attainability is, are, are we actually focusing on the right things and are we actually being able to get it done? Yep. You know? And then the relevancy is interesting because <clears throat> sometimes, uh, and like I said, I've been thinking on, on this one a lot recently, uh, just based on interesting perspectives that we're we're dealing with uh, when you know when establishing our own goals, mm -hmm. when you create a public position or company or business or pursuit, right? If we're going to be in the public's eye in some capacity, and you're going to use these smart goals, and I always like to think of it as uh, headline, you know, headlines on a newspaper. Of course, we don't have newspapers anymore, but an article on right, social right, right. media. And does this sound good? Is this, you know, if other people had to read it or see it or hear it, what would their thought process be, you know? And so relevancy, what is relevant to you might not be relevant to your team. It might not be relevant to, um, you know, to your pursuits as a business. Yep. And I'm, I'm just going to throw an analogy out there. If 
you are in the the soap business at, at your home yep. making soap, and you decide that you're gonna set a goal to sell ten cars. Where's the relevancy? Right, and that is an extreme relevancy, a, an right? extreme version of it. So my own experience was got me really uh, interesting. Is is what we're currently going through with our uh, with our own parent company, in the sense that the city would like us to upgrade our sewer facilities. Yes. And, you know, it's interesting because for me, I saw this as a natural progression and saying, hey, you know what? You're right. As we continue to grow our bigger parent company, uh, the building that we are in is insufficient to reaching the public appropriately. Correct. That's how I saw our, our role. And interestingly enough, we had a customer in who uh, just in natural conversation came up and uh, they said, you know, why are you why are you upgrading your, your sewer? And I said, well, you know, it needs to be done, you know, first of all, because we want to have X, Y and Z uh, available to our client, you know, to our customer base and to our employees and whatnot. And, you know, their response was, well, that doesn't make you any more money. And I thought, well, that's fascinating, right? From the perspective of uh, the individual's parent was a business owner. They were not inconvenienced by uh, by our, our current sewer situation. Right. You know, and they said, you're you should be an entity that if you want to upgrade, eventually you do. If you don't, then you don't because you're a business. You're there to make money, not to entertain people through your, your an expanded sewer offering, right? Or a sewer bathroom facility offering. Right. And I thought, that's so fascinating because to me, up until that moment, that was a very relevant goal. We needed to upgrade our sewer because I thought that that's part of being a a bigger business, a better, you know, better reach to our community. And I'm gonna I'm gonna counter what that customer's saying because in my opinion, you you need that customer experience. I and the agree. customer experience is where the relevancy is. You're right. It's not necessarily going to make you any more money directly. Sure. But that indirect customer service return sure. is what pays dividends. And I think that that's what's really valuable for how um, how we think, right, mm-hmm. within our parent company and the culture that we have created, uh, where I believe it is more comprehensive, right? It's a more comprehensive approach. But- Factually, this person, this was their take, yeah. right? They, that was everything they were convinced of to say, you shouldn't have to do this upgrade because it's not necessary to the scope and operation of your business. And so for me, it was a very, it's an interesting concept to apply it to relevancy because it's an indirect return on on investment. Mm-hmm. It's relevant in the sense of it creates customer service experience which creates indirect return, which is a longitudinal. It's a long game. Correct. Right? Versus, hey, I'm a business, and I need to make money. Yes. Because, of course, if, if you've ever heard me say anything, I, I have this, this concept of a business should make it easy for the customer mm-hmm. to give money to the provider. Right? The Correct. business is the provider. You have a customer. And your goal, and this is my personal belief, at, at the very, very minimum, the only thing you have to do as a provider, as a business, is make it easy for the customer to give you money. Now, that is through indirect return on investment. Yes. Do I have a, an accessible bathroom facility? 
Do I have upgraded facilities? Does it have curb appeal? Do I have, do I feel safe in this space? Right. Those are intangibles, right? Yep. And uh, not exactly related to the specific product at hand, but that indirect return on investment, I believe, springboards you forward. That's the sharpness of the axe. Correct. And then the chopping versus just bludgeoning at the tree for six for six hours. Correct. Right. And so that's what's valuable, I think, for our listeners. Like I said, I had this whole to me, it was just very straightforward. It was this, hey, the city needs these this this type of or the city, the local government, I should say. The local government needs X, Y, and Z to be taking place. We need to upgrade our facilities and our offerings to our customers and our employees. That seemed very relevant to me. And as I shared it with a customer who was here to give us money, who was the product of a business family, mm-hmm. um, who had already committed to us, was completely unaffected by our 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 you know our sewer facilities, and they were like, "Well, that seems dumb to me." I was like, "Huh." That's crazy. You know, I wasn't ready for that because to me this whole time it was very relevant. It was relevant to our overall goals for them. Irrelevant. They were like, shouldn't be part of your, shouldn't be your problem. Now on the the flip side, I am going to point out that they also don't have an inside look of the business. And the fact that in the current state, you have a loss of time for employees while they're out of the, out of the building. You have all these extra intangibles that is in directly costing money to the business. Sure. So and I think that that's what's in, it's valuable when we talk about relevancy. Correct. Right. Is to say what may seem relevant to you might not seem relevant to somebody else. And there has to be some some deep introspection to say, hey, is this actually relevant? Yes. Is this necessary? Right. Right. And I think that that's one of the 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 key pieces that I think too often if we get back into that hustle porn, the sand, right? This idea that I think it's relevant in this moment, Yep. but it may or may not actually be relevant. Now that conversation could go very differently, you know, and they could have pointed out something that was more relevant and we were going, oh, wow, I didn't really think about that. Right. Yeah. And, and, and again, that's what I'm talking about as far as the, uh, the perspective that other people are going to have on these goals. And the last, obviously we need to, to not, you know, kick that dead horse, but it was something that really, as we have these organic conversations, it was like, wow, to me, I was rock solid on this as a goal. Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden I had this experience and I was like, wow, you do not agree with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was fascinating to, to have that interaction. And of course, then the, the timeliness piece, you know, the time, the, tra- the trackable, the time bound, um, you know, the idea that, you know, that we have to set timeframes, we have to constrict ourselves Yes. because when we say we're going to, sh- you know, reach for the stars, if we say we're going to reach for the stars and we're going to give ourselves a thousand years to get there, uh, the reality is we're not, <laughs> we're not actually going to do it ourselves, right, you right. know? Um, and so our smart goals need to be in a, a defined period of attainable time frame. Correct. Right. And that's so, so valuable because again, you know, like the, the relevancy, it has to be, it has to be thought through. It has to be very specific, you yep. know, it has to be that identified. So specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and, uh, trackable time bound. The last piece of this tool that is, in my opinion, the most critical, the most important part 
is if you're going to use this tool and, and actually take the time to create yourself smart goals, the final piece is write those down. Oh, absolutely. So you're going to write down your goal and then you're going to reflect on that goal. And does it answer all of those? Is it specific? Is it measurable? Is it attainable? Is it relevant? Is it trackable? Love if it. it's not all of those, you're missing a part of your goal and you need to add to it. I, I think that is a fantastic point. I'll just, for my own entertainment purposes, for our, our listeners, uh, the one thing that I do pretty well, uh, above average in my experience, is writing things down um, for all of the squirrel brain thoughts that I have going on, right? And uh, I have tried a number of different planners and, you know, pr prepared, uh, you know, prepared planners, prepared organizers. I've tried a number of them. I love a lot of those resources that exist. And I, I thank the leadership community for having those things. For me, a regular composition notebook is 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 king right yeah. and i actually uh for those listeners who are aware of my story some of those uh who are on our patreon from our i speak jeep uh podcast folks know that i'm building a house and so i'm in the process of moving and i have all these notebooks and i carry a notebook every day every week i write in the notebook it helps me keep all of uh and i have more thoughts but it keeps me the bulk of the thoughts organized in the notebook. I've tried the planners, but I do keep the notebook. I do keep those notes. And it's interesting to go back a year, two years, five years, and look at those notes and be like, holy cow, I can't believe that was bothering me then or not bothering me. Or that's all I was, that's all I was reaching for. Oh my gosh, we've accomplished so much more than that. Well, and that's the next part of that is if you take the time to start using smart goals on a regular basis, I can guarantee you this time next year, you're going to look back at your goals and go, wow, look at the difference. Yeah. What am I What am I attaining today versus what wasn't I attaining a year ago? And that gets you hungry, right? That does. That gets you hungry because you go, okay, now I can feel it. I can feel the success. Yes. Right? Because sometimes when we're grinding out, it's really hard to feel it in that moment. But when we can look back and we can specifically measure, right? not just measure how we're going to achieve something, but measure where we came from. Yes. That can make a huge difference. This was awesome, Jeffrey. Great topic. I'm glad you took lead on it and, and prepared the notes. Uh, we're up to my favorite part of the, the, the program. That's right. Right? Quote of, the, quote of the week, man. And this is my world now. A goal properly set is halfway reached. Zig Ziglar. I I, uh, I I had I did a sneaky peek. And, oh, you uh, cheated! I, I did a sneaky peek, and I gotta be honest with you. I am a I am a. Uh, you know what? I know there's somebody out there who's more than me, but I'm a student of Zig Ziglar. Right? He's, he's a great leader. What a, a phenomenal a mind in the organizational leadership world. Uh, I think it's interesting the folks. The folks who are within the the Zig 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 Ziglar, oh my gracious, uh, community treat him a lot like Mister Rogers, right? Oh I yeah, mean, just an icon of of thought, and and so I was really tickled. I uh, I like I said sneaky peek. I saw a goal properly set is halfway reached. I mean, it's just sharpening your axe, dude. That's it's, exactly what it is. And I, I think that it's it's fascinating. We're, we're starting to get a tone or a note of the American hustle. And I hope that our listeners are under, you know, understanding that. Um, 
that it it doesn't have to be tremendously complex. There's none of these big secrets from the TikTok videos. I'm going to tell you how I got there. And, uh, you know, there's this magic pill. I'm going to ma- wave this magic wand. You're going to invest this $5,000 and it's going to all of a sudden be 15000 from buying Amazon cast offs or follow yep. these links. None of that BS is worth it, man. No, true success takes work. And that's where you got to sharpen the ax and take the time to do that part. That's right. And a goal properly set is halfway reached. Great topic today. Make sure that uh, that you that you log out of this. I hope that you enjoyed it, right? And and log out and uh, and go leave us a review somewhere. Tell your friends about it. Share the podcast with somebody who you think would would benefit from it. If you have some smart goals that uh, you you have used this tool in the past or you're using it now, we'd love to know about them. Additionally, if you start using them. We would love to be part of that process with you. And you can reach us. You can reach out to Jeff directly at J-E-F-F-C at S-F-J-4-X-4.com. Or you can hit us up on our text-only number, 440-855-2100. We'd love to hear from you and how you are living the American hustle. Get out there and get hungry. And stay hungry. The American dream is not dead. We want to help you along the way. With over 40 years of combined leadership experience, we want to help you succeed. Share your stories, ask us questions, and believe in the American dream. Through Heart and Hustle, we will show you the path of success and hopefully have a little fun along the way. You can email us at jeffc at sfj4x4.com or text us at 440-855-2100. Until next time, lead with your heart and keep hustling.